Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Hello, everybody. Before we begin this podcast, there's just something that I have to say. Kristen and her family, which in my opinion is the new American family, I am really, really irritated that this American family, it's a blended family to be sure, but this American family has to live in fear, negativity, and hate about who they are. And they are upstanding citizens of our country. They deserve better than this. They deserve better than this from all of us. I only hope that you will listen to this podcast and begin to understand what people in our country, good American citizens, upstanding people who are treasures to our community, what they face and the fears that they legitimately have about what's happening in today's society. I hope that you'll listen to it in its entirety. This is important. Don't write it off. With that, my interview with Kristen, the great new American family. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I was was looking for a new way to open the show, but I guess that one works just fine. Um, and today's show is going to be, we've entitled it The New American Family. First of all, let me introduce to you my guest for the hour, and that is, uh, I'm gonna, not going to use her last name. Her name is Kristen, and I wanted to uh, say, hi there. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Good. How are you? Now, good. Now, before we begin, I want to go back way back to the uh, to the mists of time. I met you in 2003. That was a long time ago. Oh, gosh, that was 16 years ago. Yes, it was, and you were in twenty-something woman single mom. I was mom. a baby. I didn't you were. I that math. <laughs> but I was twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Wait, I don't know. I was a baby. You, you, and and not only that, you had a baby, and you were the I mother. Did. Of a, I had a little baby. Beautiful three-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And you I came sure to did. work. You came to work with me and Nicole and uh, um, um, and some other folks, um, Darla, at, at uh, Positive Talk Radio, and we were trying to get this thing off the ground, and unfortunately, it mm-hmm. never did get off the ground. But if you would like to listen to her back then, you can go to the final episode of Positive Talk Radio, which is on podbean.com. Uh, for uh, my uh, independence report. So you can go listen to that if you would like and get a real sense of the doom and gloom that we felt that day. But 16 years later, she is the epitome of the new American family that I'd like to talk about because she, first of all, you you have a, a wonderful husband. His name is Rex, right? I do. And how did you meet Rex? We met on Match.com, believe it or not, 12 years really? ago. Really? Really. Well, so 
That's a that's a that's a uh, commercial for Match. dot com because it seems to have worked out really <laughs> well for you. Maybe I should have said that, but yeah, um, we did. And I was kind of I was telling the story last night at dinner um, when I went to meet Rex. We were meeting at PF Chang's. I kind of at the point resolved to the fact that it was just going to be me and my son, and screw dating. I was done with dealing with men, and I was going to be fine being single and have a child. And I went to go meet Rex, and I was like, let me just get this over with. And he impressed me. And there was a second date. And after the third date, he never went home. So I knew something was different. And he hasn't. He's still with me. He hasn't gone home yet. No, he's home. So now, and by the way, I abhor labels. But because this isn't TV, um, Mm -hmm. Rex is an African-American man, correct? Mhm. Mhm. He's from Jamaica, so he should be and Jamaican American. Why are they going to call him African American? That's a great right? question. That's a yeah, that's Jamaican. a really good question. And and ultimately, mm-hmm. his heritage is Jamaican, but he is one hundred percent American. Absolutely. Yes. And you are a and, wonderful and, white girl, Irish uh, Irish background, right? Irish Italian. <laughs> By the way, that's quite a combination: Jamaican and Irish I've heard Italian. That. I bet you when you guys fight, you really fight. (laughs) We don't fight that much, thankfully. We have disagreements, but we've learned how to communicate over the years with some help. Well, and and also, you had a three-year-old, and now you've Mm -hmm. got another boy. Mm -hmm. He's almost 11. And I hear he's a hell of a hockey player. He is. He's doing so well. He's really doing well. He's another Jamaican American, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, well he, he considered a Jamaican American. He, oh, I don't, well. I don't know what you'd call him, but but that's see, you are you now. Me as a bus driver, I get to see mixed marriages and and blended families all the time, and mm-hmm. that is the new American family. That is where we're going. And by the way, that scares some people to absolute death. That's too bad. It really is because you guys, you guys have a lovely home. You have got a great mm-hmm. job. Rex has got a great job. He's a fabulous mm-hmm. cook. You've got a son is. who is in acting school in New York City. Tell us about Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan is 19 now, and he is spending the summer in New York City um, learning more about his craft. He is in college getting his Bachelor of Fine Arts. So he is studying acting. He's also working on his vocals and his singing. He is a gifted young man and um, doing quite well. He has about a year and a half, two more years to go. And then he will be seeking his dream, which I fully believe we will all see him and we will all know who he is. God willing. So, but I so believe give... It. I believe I believe that you are correct. He is what I term a triple threat. He's actually a quadruple mm-hmm. threat because he can act, he can sing, he can dance, mm-hmm. and he also, for the ladies out there, ain't bad to look at either. <laughs> no, he's quite good looking, and he's an incredible human being. He is, yes, he a, is. a growing philanthropist and is just, he's wonderful. He's just the kind of person that you want to be a leader 
and he's very genuine and I'm excited to see what he does and who he helps and, you know, what kind of influence he can make amongst his peer groups because he made quite an impression on his high school. Well, and I just, and I want to have Jordan on in a, in, in a future podcast, but I do want to just mention the one thing that got huge notoriety around here. And that is that he was, um, and you tell us the story, but tell us about his homecoming kingdom and what he did. Um, so his senior year, um, which was, he graduated in 2018. So it was fall of, uh, September, October, 2017. And he was nominated and he was crowned homecoming king that year. And he abdicated his crown to a student, a friend of his, who was a special needs student who was in a wheelchair who could not speak and had to speak using a, um, I don't know what you call them, on the, almost like a little remote on the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And he gave up his crown to that boy. And it was just, it was beautiful. The interesting thing about that is the boy, um, Caleb, I believe was his name, he and Jordan both had asthma as children. And Jordan spent many nights, we were in children's quite a bit with his asthma. Same thing with Caleb, only Caleb, you know, left him unable to speak and some brain damage. So the two of them started out their life very, very similar, fighting the same battle. And Jordan was fortunate enough to be able to get out of that and Caleb, you know, wasn't. So they had a commonality. They had a friendship. And Jordan just really felt like he wasn't he wasn't as deserving of the crown as someone like Caleb was. So he gave his crown over to Caleb and it was it was beautiful. I was so proud of him. Well, you know, he got that heart of his from somewhere. And I know where that somewhere is. Would you like me to tell you? <laughs> because I, I it was great i had the opportunity to sit down with the four of you and to have lunch together and i tell you not only are you an all-american family that that uh, i think we should all be proud of but you specifically are a hard-working person now when i met you a long long time ago you were not gamefully employed. You were struggling, and I think that's right. fair to say. Yeah. And and yeah. now today you have done yourself proud. You now work for the the government in Snohomish County. Um, you mm -hmm. are and and by the way, if we have to terminate this podcast early, it's because you're taking a call from the crisis crisis hotline that you are volunteering on right now, correct? Correct. That's correct. And that's so where... Everybody in the country is in crisis right now. <laughs> that's right. Everybody's <laughs> just... Because we made America great again, everything's just perfect. Oh, everything's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so so, as, so you are, you are uh, uh, volunteering for the crisis hotline, and you do that on mm -hmm. a regular basis. And so you get to talk to... Same as I do on the bus. Yeah, you get to talk to people that are really having a crisis. On the bus, not so much, mm -hmm. but for you, they're really having a crisis. Oh, they're absolutely in the middle of a crisis. And, 
not even sure, you know, which way to go. They could have just been beaten half to death and are terrified to call the police or are hiding in a closet wanting to know what to do. Um, I've had calls from loved ones whose family member was shot down and killed. I got a call recently from a grandmother whose granddaughter, they were home and someone came in their home and shot and killed her granddaughter. And, you know, in the, in the, and this can happen at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. So, I mean, crisis doesn't have an 8 to 5 time clock, right? Right. So it can happen at any time. And, and I, I'll, I'll do it for as long as I can because I want to be there. Someone needs to be there for these people and I, I want to do it. I want to give back to the community in any way that I can. And I feel like this is the best way that I can serve the community and that I live in and, those that are struggling and and needing someone to be an advocate for him. Do you remember that heart thing that I was talking to you about just a minute ago? That's where he gets it yes. from. Is, is from what you do. What you Walked do. Into that one too. <laughs> yeah, you because because Kristen, you know, I don't know that, and I am so proud to have known you, and we went through. Uh, some episodes on Positive Talk that I think impacted both you and me and the other people that were part of it. Uh, because you really be- became and you have become a-, a real role model for a lot of people, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. But there's one thing that concerns me. Oh, yeah. What's oh, yeah, I can only yeah. imagine, but there's one thing that concerns me. You live in... The greatest country in the world, in my opinion. And you live and you love the people that you you are with. And mm-hmm. it's a mixed it's a mixed race family. Mm-hmm. And you're both working. You're both taxpayers. You're both doing yep. well. Your kids are not on drugs. They're in they're, nope. they're in school. They're doing some great stuff. You've got kids with a wonderful heart. Kristen, why are you scared? Because it, it may not be accepted for much longer because I feel like if we keep going backwards as rapidly as we are in this country right now, that people might start looking at me and my husband when we're just at Costco and shaking their heads or they might, you know, not agree with our marriage and feel that they have a right to say something to us. And that, that scares me. I mean, I'm scared already when my husband's coming home from, from work and it's, it's dark or even if it's not dark and he's driving his truck home, I'm always like, please God, get him home. Please God, get him home. Or when Jordan was home and driving, please God, don't let him get pulled over. Please God. And if he gets pulled over, hands on the wheel, hands on the wheel, please Jordan, remember hands on the wheel. So it is, it's terrifying right now. And I, I don't know. I don't know that we're getting any better. I wish that we were, but in all honesty, I don't know. I, I I'm afraid to say that that it's 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 getting worse. But before but before I go into that little thing, I just wanted to let everybody know that while we were having lunch, this this topic came up, and Jordan looked at uh, Kristen and said, "Yeah, ma, I got pulled over," and she did, he had not told her that story, and the reason nope. he had not told her that story is because. He did not want to scare her. 
and for her to feel badly about it. So he kept it to himself. But the you should have seen the look on her face, and her, she just went really white and really pale because that is a very real concern amongst everyone of color in this country right now. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And, 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 and it, when he told me that, I felt sick to my stomach. Obviously, he was sitting in front of me, so I knew he was okay. But even knowing that he got pulled over, and I didn't know that was happening at that moment, I, I think I would have probably thrown up. I would have been so scared because I would have been almost in hysterics. Please let him go. Please let him live. And it's a very real fear. It is. And I have to I have to live with that. And at night I pray. I pray about it. And, you know, throughout the day I'm always just wanting to check in with my family. Where are you? I just want to make sure you guys are okay. And and they know that they're just, you know, my husband even knows when he goes, um, he's a mover, so when he unloads, when he loads, he just kind of checks in. Hi, babe, unloading now. All is good. See you at dinner. You know, it's just to because we're, we are so unsure right now. You know, it just dawned on me that it must be really frightening for both of you. He's a mover, right? So he mm-hmm. takes his big mm-hmm. truck and he goes into mm-hmm. in front of this house and he starts taking stuff from the inside of the house and puts it in the truck. It mm-hmm. must be a it, it must be really kind of scary to mm-hmm. to know that at any moment a police officer can come by and say what the hell are you doing taking stuff out of the house. Yeah, this is a big black man who's um, unloading a house. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't like to work after dark. Because it's his safety. I mean, it's it's kind of hard, but it's also the, you know, what the perception of someone, what that might be. And sometimes people just use his Ford F-150 for smaller jobs. Can you imagine how that might look to some people at, at some times? And it just takes that one person, just one person who doesn't agree with it. And your your life can be completely changed. Or or that one one guy who does a nine one one call and says there there's a black man in my neighborhood and he's loading up a thing from my neighbor and or or from down the street and and uh, um, you guys need to come and and talk to him it's 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 frightening to, to, when Kevin, you put that it into that context. <laughs> that oh, crap, happened when I was at nine one one dispatcher. Yes, it did. It happened. This it was an elderly woman that called and she said there's a black man walking down my street. And I said, what is he doing just walking down my street? Is he, you know, is he going up to any doors? Is he looking in mailboxes? And she was like, no, he's walking down my street, you know. And it was just, uh, I had to sit there and I was shaking my head like, okay, that's not a crime. But to some people... It is, and it's scary for them to see somebody of another race, and and that's that scares me because they're not going to be afraid to see me. But if they see my husband or my children that don't look like me, that might frighten them, and that's terrifying. Oh yeah, well, and in this day in our culture, we are being driven by a president of the United States who deals in hatred, division, and fear. Mm -hmm. 
he yep, ruling with fear. He wants to divide people. He wants to. He wants people to believe that if you are, you know, what scared me really badly the other day and made me so What's so that? so angry was he he was having a uh, a rally and he was talking about a congresswoman and <sighs> the, I know what you're talking were, about. And the chant started like like when Hillary lock her up. The chant started, yep. send her back, send her back. Yep. These, I, so, I, I couldn't believe that I was, that this was the United States of America and that that was allowed or that, that he, and he looked like he was relishing the moment that he had he done did. what and then he, he came there said, to do. He said that he quickly picked up from where he left off and continued talking. And then when you watch it back, he paused for a, Good long time. Uh, MSNBC and CNN. Yeah, MSNBC and CNN both timed it at 13 seconds. Yeah, he stood there. Yep. So, so he He, was. He loved what he was doing. He was. He was. He was starting that. He wanted it. But did you see when she came home in the airport? Did you see how people said, "Welcome home." Good will always, always, always defeat evil. The light oh, will always, mm-hmm. but but unfortunately, it takes certain things to happen to make people to wake people up, and that's one of it the things that it, it does take a movement, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on and talk about the new American family because you guys are the epitome of what we should all be really proud of. And that you have to, it just makes, it makes my blood boil when you have to live in fear that the people that you love that are doing everything right, everything correctly, mm-hmm. that, that you have to be in fear for their safety anytime that they're out and about. Mm-hmm. That's in the United States of America. That's just wrong. It is. It, it, you shouldn't get butterflies just because your spouse is coming home from work. Or you know your son is going to the movies, yeah, and I'm, I can tell you, especially when Jordan's home from school, I'm I'm on edge, and I try to talk myself down from it. I I can't, I I, no. I can't, I cannot. It's really all it takes really is, hard. All it takes is in one moment, and then while we were while we were having lunch, and because see, being being a short fat white guy, I don't think that I'm a a. a uh, threat to anybody but i i mentioned the time that i got pulled over by a motorcycle cop and i thought that the uh, motorcycle cop had caught me in speeding but i didn't think i was speeding so i jumped out of the car and started walking towards him now if i, I can't didn't even you think did that oh didn't, even think, didn't even think twice about it but if i were a person of color he would have pulled a gun on me i'm sure of it. oh that's it gives me it makes my heart just Stop because that is like in our household. That's you don't do that. That is an absolute no no. Are you asking to be killed? You do not do that. Hands on the wheel, stay focused, look straight ahead until you're being spoken, and then look. Be respectful always. Hands on the freaking steering wheel. Do not reach or grab anything. And God, don't ever get out of the car. I find it incredible 
that Mm -hmm. you have to even have that conversation with, number one, a U.S. citizen, and number two, Mm -hmm. somebody that that they're doing everything right. It's just... It's mm-hmm. it's the state it's the state of where we are right now that is just it's icky it's not right it needs to change and we need to be the change. Mhm. I agree. Rex and I, my husband and I, just had the conversation last night because I've been having bad dreams and I finally said, "Look, I'm having some bad dreams, so I need to just can you just reassure me? If you get pulled over, you know what to do." And he's like. Yes, babe, I know what to do. And I'm like, you don't have to answer any questions. I know. I know. Hands on the wheel. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that we can, that this is still fresh in our brains. And this was just yesterday, Kevin. I mean, that's, oh, I know. It's, it's crazy. But it's crazy that I have to have those kind of nightmares because they're very real and they're very real fears. Well, it's crazy that you have to have that discussion with a 40 year old man uh, who right. is an American citizen who. If, if if he gets stopped, he is his life can literally be in danger if he gets mm-hmm. stopped and and he had, he faces the wrong guy now and and this is not by the way ladies and gentlemen this is not cop bashing but we are talking about is the very real real fear that people have based upon media reports based upon what they've heard from friends and family. And it's 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 a scary time, and it is worse when it is being condoned, and also, um, um, I guess I guess the best way to say it would be um, um, propagated by the top, by the, the top guy in the country, mm-hmm. who it's becoming clear is a racist, or he's at least That's making racist right. statements. And and nobody that it, if you're not white you're just not good enough and they can and then therefore they can send you back. Uh, it, it's just right. it, we live in a really tough time. So uh, but it is. I'm, and I I've always been pro law enforcement. I used to work as a nine one one dispatcher, and and I think law enforcement they don't get paid enough. They put their life on the line every day, and I respect them so much. Even having those ties to my law enforcement family, I still have this fear because it just takes one person, one human being, because they are humans with their own personal biases to have a bad day or to feel like they want to rough someone up. It just takes yeah. one person. Well, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, if somebody wants to rough up Rex, they're going to have to be a pretty big dude to do it. He's a big guy. <laughs> But at the same time, that that also means that that uh, they're going to, I, I I could just see a five foot three inch cop, you know, coming up against uh, him, and and then I, I just he he's just a big guy, um, and so but mm-hmm. and and the and the police do the best that they can, and the other problem that mm-hmm. we have is is that they do, and I I you know I'm a bus driver, I depend upon police if I mm-hmm. if I have a problem on the bus. And most, and everyone that I come in contact with are really, really good people, and no, they don't get paid enough. Um, no. And it, but at the same time, um, all it takes is, like you said, is just one. And uh, and so what we, so I guess the question I would have for you is, how do you think that we can get out of this really negative pattern that we are in as a country? To honestly. 
we do not reelect Donald Trump for one. Well, because there you I go. think that has spewed so much hatred and fear that has ignited so many people who've been maybe, you know, just sitting quietly thinking their beliefs are kind of old school and not saying anything, but he has awoken this mass people to just feel like they have a right to be ignorant and racist and sexist and do whatever they please. So I think, first of all, I think the leader of our country, it needs to go. He needs to go away. And I think that um, after these last few years with him, it's going to take somebody who can kind of reassure this country, calm people down, speak positively, because there needs to be a new mantra. It needs to be something new. And and out with the hatred and the fear, and there's there's got to be some hope. There has to be. And, some, right. you know, I don't want to say promise, but there's got to be there's got to be some light at the end of all this and i think it's it's honestly i think it starts there because that person is in the media every day and the media reaches gazillions of people across the world so his voice is being heard and his disgusting rhetorics are being heard and it has to stop and he he will not get off twitter he will not stop lying he will not see the President of the United States, this is the way it's supposed to work, is that you run a campaign against your opponent, which was him and Hillary. And, and you do, you know, you have a campaign and, you, and you're highlighting differences in policy. You don't call people names. And then when you become yeah. president, you're president of all the people, not some of them. Right. What he said, right. What he, what he said about Baltimore just yesterday which was it is an, an infested pigsty. Um, mean and Baltimore primarily is is black, and uh, or a large portion of it is. And so he is creating less than he's creating the other, the fear of the other that we are better than. Mm-hmm. And you've got this, you've got these guys that are sitting someplace. You're going, you know, dang, that guy is a really cool guy. He's saying stuff that I've thought for years, and he's right. getting away with it. So maybe right. I can do that too. And it's mm-hmm. you're right. It's and it's 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 scary. My my son is taking a traveling job, and he's in Houston this week. And he's like, Dad, there's some really weird people down here. I had, I'm not used to this. So <laughs> it's it's. You know, I guess I guess the 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 point is that um, first of all, I want to congratulate you and Rex and Jordan and your second son's name again, Parker. Parker, that's right, the Parker, the uh, the uh, hockey player. And I, mm-hmm. I want to congratulate I want to congratulate you first of all for doing for being who you are. And by the way, I understand Rex is a heck of a cook, and uh, he I is. Want- Oh my god! Like to, like to have him on to talk about some recipes and that kind of stuff. And I want to follow Jordan uh, as he makes his way through acting school and then is out in the world looking for work. and And he's gonna—I know he's gonna get uh, gigs. He's he's going to be somebody that he we're going to see on on TV and in the movies. I believe that. Mm-hmm, I do believe that. And and so you know, you are 
the new American family. You know, and, and when I was talking to Jordan the last time we talked, he was talking about his high school, which is Mariner, and that's a very uh, uh, diversified school as as far as mm-hmm. lots of different kids. And what what gives me hope and what gives me joy is us old people and people of my age have got these problems. The kids, they don't care about any of that stuff. These kids, and the I can only speak to, you know, Jordan's community of kids that I knew, but these kids, and I've seen it in the high school students in Florida after their shooting, they have it right. They they have it right, and they are going to change this world. They are good kids. They are smart. They are, they have tenacity. They're They're going to change the world. I know they will. They are. They pay attention to politics. I never paid attention to politics when I was 18 years old. Didn't have to. And they're, yeah, you do have to. But but they're and they're getting involved. I mean, it's just that they're going to make a difference. And Trump needs to watch out because my son just turned 19, which means he can vote. And if my son turned 19, I know thousands of other kids did too. There are so, four million four million kids turned eight will turn eighteen before the election. That's fantastic. And they don't like liars either. No. And they because I see kids talking amongst themselves, and it's a completely different world. Uh, race and color means far less to them, most of them, than than it mm-hmm. does to the older generation. Which is why I'm it's I'm true. really glad. That that people get older and die because that's how change happens. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so from that, <laughs> on that positive note, um, <laughs> I'm, I, come on, you, you old Republicans, get old and die. Would you? Yeah, right. It's one less vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Sorry well, about gonna... your loss, but. <laughs> oh, horrible. Going to hell. <laughs> Well, you know, it, but it's it's important to continue to laugh. But uh, at the same time, right. it it is important for us to get out and vote and to get people motivated to do that. And he doesn't recognize the fact that, that he is motivating a lot of people to, uh, right. especially people of color, to go out and vote against him because he can't. Mm-hmm. If he went, if can, for everybody that's listening, I'd like you to listen to this. If you think that he's bad now while he's facing re-election, wait until he wins re-election and doesn't have to worry about it anymore. You think now's weird? Right. Wait until then. It's going to be bizarre. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, so don't, right. we can't let that happen. No, we can't. We cannot. So, so... <laughs> I believe that's Parker in the background saying, who are we talking it to? It is Parker. Can you hear that? Who are you talking to? <laughs> uh-huh. So, in any event. you hear me say something about being smart? He's like, am I smart? Yes, you are very smart. <laughs> yes, he is. He and he's a, hell of a, he's a hell of a hockey player. He is, yes. So, by the way, it is it is dinner time for you at this point in time. So, I want to thank you. And, by the way, we are going to do, I would like to do more podcasts with you. Um, I would love and that. The next time we're gonna, you're gonna bring somebody from the crisis hotline, and we're gonna talk about crisis in this country. I cannot wait to introduce you to to that world and those amazing people that help victims of crime 
and loved ones of crime. They're 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 angels on earth. Yes, they are. And uh, and you're you're right. The, the forgotten individual in our criminal justice system is the victim. Mm-hmm. That's right. So with that, I'd like to thank Kristen for being on the uh, podcast today. Uh, go to uh, uh, um, my my independence report. I knew that. Uh, my independence <laughs> report. My, my, I'm tired. My independence report. <laughs> podbean.com and uh, listen to this, listen to all of them and uh, um, Kristen is going to be a return guest because we've been, I've known each other for so long that that uh, she's she's just awesome and uh, your whole family is awesome and I really no, hope I, 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 on honey I really hope that the, we can get to a day when mm-hmm. you don't have to live in fear for your family that's I the would, idea so that's what we're going to work for. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So thank you very much. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go? You're pretty awesome yourself, Kev. You've done a lot, and you even putting this out there on the radio waves for people is, is pretty amazing, and you never giving up on your dream. is It always warms my heart, and I'm so glad to hear your voice again. So keep doing what you're doing. You got this. I'm- I'm, I'm, I am so angry that I've been motivated to act because our, this is not the country I grew up in. This is not, is not the country I want to live in. I want to live in a country where we are all Americans. We are all equal and we all can get along and nobody has to worry about somebody shooting each other. That's where, that's mm-hmm. the country that I want to live in. And, right. and I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to work on that. To and in, invite incredible people like you and the people that you know that can help us carry that a little bit farther because uh, we all want to live a positive life and we all want to be able to sleep at night. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's important. So, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show. You bet. And remember, just take care of each other, take care of your family, and... Uh, trust in who you really are because nothing else matters. We'll see you next time on My Independence Report.